Okay. I may have to use a different app. We are recording. So, welcome back to the Two Folks Podcast Season 2, Episode 11. Blowing bubbles is the simplest form of therapy. I am your host, Sam Milik. Your bones are wet. I'm your co-host, Cal Smith. <laughs> <laughs> we back, baby. I'm currently taking a Spider-Man mask off. Uh, I was wondering if you want to keep it on or not. No, I need my glasses and I need to put my earbuds in. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my audio sounds like trash right now. Cross. So, um, yeah, we back, baby. Um, it is just, it is just Cal and I this week. Correct. It won't be a three-hour episode. I, I, I sincerely apologize. Um, yeah, that just would be awful. That would be awful if you just had to listen to two of us talk to each other for three hours. I mean, goodness. Um, Cal, how was your Easter week and weekend? It was good. We had a good time. Yeah, what'd you do? Uh, hung out with family. Did a little Easter egg hunt. Some money. Nice. What did? How was your uh, Easter weekend? It was good. Hung out with my family. We did an Easter egg hunt. Nothing was in the Easter eggs. Um, oh, say what is? I got. I got. These are my prizes. I got. Um. I got some bubbles. You can't really. Oh, see. say what? I, I guess did. you can't really see me right now. I'm. I've. Yeah, but uh. You're some... kind of an ominous, an om, om, ominous figure. I am an ominous. And then uh, the classic got some uh, Play-Doh. Oh, shoot. So I will be... I will be playing with this Play-Doh during the entirety of our show. Um, Grace uh, will be delighted to know, Grace is in the background right now, um, that my hands will smell like Play-Doh by the time this is all said and done it's actually kind of cool looking at this play-doh in the, in the led lights um anyway i I'm, I'm talking as if people can see me right now and they can't um cal mm. we're almost at the end of the school year we've got about a month left how are we feeling mental health check i'm feeling great yeah yeah that, i'm that, thriving is that, is that cap no it's not cap i feel good feel good yeah, I, I I just want it to be over. Yeah, that's good. Uh, how about yourself? Um, personally, just kind of you know getting crushed by everything. Um, being completely honest, I haven't felt um, this level of stress in my life, and I I don't understand people who like being this busy. Um, it's not fun. It it is not fun. <laughs> not fun whatsoever. Um, heck no. But um therapy who needs it you know um so we're gonna go ahead and transition into some other stuff cal do you have anything before we um we do entertainment i don't think so okay that was kind of a that was kind of a depressing turn there we kind of took yeah and i don't want to go down that rabbit hole um so we're just gonna deflect and go straight into entertainment woo take it away gary Okay, Cal, nothing really too eventful has happened this week in the entertainment world. 
Um, a few things though. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, rapper DMX. Um, uh, I, I am. He um, had some oldies but goodies. Um, he is currently in a vegetative state in the ICU after a heart attack, which some link it to a drug overdose. I, I'm not quite sure how valid that is, um, but he is virtually brain dead right now. Thoughts and prayers go out to DMX's family. Um, hope he regains some brain activity and gets back to um, doing what he does. He's, he's one of the best in the game. Amen. 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 Um, I, I was kind of familiar with uh, DMX. I was I heard about the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of like, well, I have entertainment stuff, and then I also have just stuff I don't know where to put kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, me too. Me too. You go ahead. Um, we had a lot of trailers get dropped this week. Uh-huh. Uh, one of which was the Loki trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? It is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, a very fast-paced, humorous, action-packed trailer. Extravaganza. Did, the trailer did not reveal really anything, though. I just, the only thing I took was that the visuals looked absolutely stunning. They did. They looked cheap in some regards, but very high quality in others, I guess. I don't really know how to phrase that, but yeah um, um black widow dropped as well right as i say yeah the black widow trailer does what i had next um it's set to release for july 9th in theaters and disney plus and i am pretty excited for it because it's keeps getting delayed 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 it is long overdue the hype is starting to die on my end yeah um, i think a lot of people's in i just kind of want to get this one over with at this point yeah i don't know about you I think I think it'll be pretty good though. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Oshi has a new president. Yeah, I think be, this was worth mentioning. We would be foolish if um, we didn't do this. So, on behalf of the Okali Ocast, the Two Pokes Podcast would like to give a big congratulations to Dr. Casey Shrum for um, the recent news that she will be appointed. Oklahoma State University is, what is this, 19th president? She is the 19th president of Oklahoma State and the first female president at Oklahoma State. And also, I believe she's the first president out of every Oklahoma institution. First female president out of every Oklahoma institution. That so, is, that's wonderful. So congratulations, pretty, Dr. Trump. Pretty big deal. Um, yeah. It was the obvious choice. Um, I think they took a little too long. I know a lot of people in my reporting class, we were all um, kind of like talking about how they waited way too long that day to announce the obvious candidate or the obvious choice. I didn't even know she was a candidate, if I'm being honest. I didn't know who any of the candidates were. They kept it very secretive. Yeah. Like, But also, um, I'm glad they took a while because that means they were really, yeah, they were really filtering through. They took their time, and they made, I think, a pretty good choice. I do, too. Myself. Um, very hopeful for what she um, brings to the table for the Cowboy fam. Yep. Um, also, Space Jam 2 trailer got dropped. That looks like trash, man. Um, yeah. 
I, <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm not too excited. Me either. Um, I think it is what it is. But yeah, I sneezed. God um, oh, I now. sneezed all over my assignment. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that would dry. Um. Yeah, Space Jam 2 trailer. I don't know. There's a lot of cameos, a lot of people, but I just I don't think it's gonna be that good. I I think they should have just left it alone. Lola. Yeah, there's a lot of controversy <laughs> surrounding Lola. Mm-hmm. You will not go on to. Um what else we got? I have a fun game if you'd like to play one. Okay, what you got? Um Kathy, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Um, but this one is called uh, the Percy game. Um, Cal is a bachelor, and I figured no, that... delete this. No, 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 no this nope. is funny. It's a BuzzFeed quiz. It's a BuzzFeed quiz. Cal is a bachelor, and I figured we would maybe prove to our female audience that Cal would make one heck of a good date. He does have some competition, though, in the form of a middle aged man named Percy. Will Cal be a better date than our friend Percy? It's time to find out with the BuzzFeed quiz that we're about to take right now. I hate this. Would you be better date than my new man by Andrea Hickey? This is my new gentleman friend, Percy. He is superb. Do you think you compare to him at all? I doubt it, but I guess we'll find out. My beau, Percy, takes me to the Cheesecake Factory once a week. Where would you take me? Cal, would you also take her to the Cheesecake (laughs) Factory, but would you buy her two more cheesecakes than Percy did? Would you take her to Wendy's? They're having a sale on square burgers. <laughs> Would you invite her to your townhouse for a meal incorporating many spices from your spice rack? Or would you give her a printed copy of the food pyramid so you can pick which category of food you'd like to eat? We'd figure it out from there. Eat a Loki in a food pyramid one. <laughs> All right. No, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, the townhouse one, obviously, because I have a townhouse, obviously. Okay, yes. I don't know. I want to cook, so. Percy has very long arms, which add to his handsomeness. Can you compare to that? Absolutely no. not. No, my <laughs> arms are so, so short, but I can still reach things on high shelves. My arms are normal length, which I'm sure you'll find satisfactory. I'm willing to bet my arms are actually longer than Percy's. Um... I would say they're average length. Normal length. Yeah, I'd say you're about you're pretty uh, average in the arm department, you know? It's not too long, not too short. Yeah, yeah I'm very average in my yeah. life. <clears throat> Percy lets my son, Webster, watch him play golf Okay, I'm already out. If she has a son, I don't want her. (laughs) Percy lets my son Webster watch him play golf games on his 2010 HP Pavilion laptop. How would you spend time with my son? I would take him to an actual golf course. I didn't know you had a son. I would read bedtime (laughs) stories to your son. I would watch a series of documentaries on the War of 1812 with your son. That one. On that Blu-ray. one, <laughs> I would teach your son a new skill like whittling. I don't know. I don't need to. I don't need to hear any other options. <laughs> I'm taking the War of eighteen twelve one. <laughs> my robust, <laughs> my robust suitor drinks twelve glasses of filtered water a day. Are you as healthy as this man? 
Absolutely not. I drink 12 glasses of water a day as well, but it's not filtrated. I never drink water, but I am constantly doing squats. Percy may be physically stronger than me in every way, but I think I could win in a battle of wit. Percy is both stronger than me in mind and body. I concede to him. Um, out of the options, I would have to do the squat one. Yeah. Just because I think I could beat Percy up because that's like all he does is drink water. Exactly. And who has that kind of wide top and is active? HP Pavilion <laughs> from 2010. Yeah. When Percy embraces me, his long arms wrap around me with th- wrap around me three times. You know what? Sure- Percy deserves better. Surely you'd never envelop anyone with such skill. You know nothing. I have and I can do it any again anytime I want. I too have felt Percy's arms around me, but I know for a fact they're only long enough to go around two and a half times. I'm sorry, but I will never date a liar. I maintain that my normal length arms are satisfactory. Everyone tells me so. I literally cannot measure up to Percy. This is clear. I'm doing the first one. I can and I will hug other people. (laughs) Would you be a better date than my new man, Percy? She'll give you a chance. Lucky for you, she just called Percy and he's totally open to her dating other people because he is a sensational man. I'll let you, she'll let you take her to Cheesecake Factory once, and she hopes, for your sake, that you impress her. I do not want to take this woman to Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either. She has a kid. She um, sounds like a horrible human being. Had I known she had a kid, I wouldn't have given you the quiz. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> but uh, Thanks I for thought making that was me do funny. that. Yep, yep. So just kind of so you know, Cal is he's got normal length arms. Um. He squats a lot. I hate you for this in every way, shape, and form. <laughs> and you can find him on... Do not. On Instagram. <laughs> at cal- underscore calpal19. Oh, they've already heard that. Um. Anyway, let's get into actual entertainment news. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that. <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier, baby. Oh, I have other stuff. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. After you basically just took me on Wilbur Host. Um, yeah. I don't know if you watch that YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, there's a new Transformers movie in the works. No. This movie will take place outside of Michael Bay's Transformers series. And it should be like a completely new type deal. I don't know. This is, this is horrible. Uh, Bumblebee wasn't bad, so I have hope. I just never liked it. I never clicked with Transformers as a kid. I think it's just because of Michael Bay, you know? I just, I couldn't get into it, even the cartoon. Uh, I I guess. The only thing I got out of it is... <laughs> Good old... The Transformer sound effects were pretty top-notch. Yeah. Um, what's I got? Oh, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so get this. Uh... I'm going to butcher his name. Reggie John Page. Reggie rep- John Page. Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, will reportedly be Marvel's next Black Panther. However, he will not be playing T'Challa, but rather a completely new character who inherits the mantle. Uh, this is coming after next week. Netflix has confirmed that Page will not be returning to Bridgerton Season 2. Fascinating. So... There's a lot of mixed feelings about that so after 
the right. passing of Chadwick Boseman due to colon cancer. Right. They went ahead and were Marvel went ahead with the Black Panther 2. They were going to go through with it. They said that's what Chadwick would have wanted. Uh-huh. And that so how do you feel about this? I I don't know, dude. Um it's on one hand yes we do need to move forward and it wouldn't be the first time we've recasted someone like obviously Edward Norton and Mark Ruffalo yeah well Um, it's not well I mean like it's not the first time somebody's done it after dying either after an actor has passed people have replaced that actor before yes but seldom does it ever succeed that's true and i think that uh, remind me the actor's name again uh reggie jean page i think is how you say it okay reggie has a lot of shoes a lot of uh, very big shoes to fill um obviously if he goes through with this I was under the impression for the longest time that they were just going to CG um, Chadwick's face, but I don't think you can do that for a whole movie. You can't you know do I mean? it for a whole movie. I mean, you were able. You JJ Abrams and Ryan Johnson were barely able to do it for Leia in the Star Wars movies. In the oh yeah, trilogy. I forgot about I forgot about Carrie Fisher. Yeah, they were there. It was. I would say. Um, Rise of not Rise of Skywalker is that yeah Rise of Skywalker is the last one right um I'm gonna be sure with you I don't know I just don't care enough about the sequel trilogy to comment but I feel like Rise of the last one that JJ directed was more seamless than the one Ryan Johnson directed as far as the CG on Carrie Fisher goes right but she was in it for like maybe a little less than half a movie really and wasn't she wasn't a main character yeah and with this one you'd have chadwick boseman as the main character i say just go for it the show must go on i know chadwick would be this is what he would have wanted to i i think it's gonna be very interesting how this all plays out i don't see it doing as well i don't think so either but, but you never know. They need to keep it going. I, I think if you give up, Black Panther instilled so much hope for so many people, um, specifically the African American community. You know, like for the first time. I mean, obviously yeah. we had we had like Michael B. Jordan played uh, uh, Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four movie. Bless you, Cal. Um, he played. Well, I think Storm. Bozeman as an actor. I mean, you look at all of his roles. He was an amazing actor. Yeah, Jackie Robinson, uh, uh, um, um, uh, James Brown, um, the, the Ma Rainey. I don't know if you've seen that yet. I'm not. Um, wonderful. That one movie about the bridges. Thirteen bridges. Thirteen or bridges. bridges. or something like that. Twenty one Savage, whatever. Um, oh wait, didn't he have the the five bloods and the and the the five bloods the spike jones um yeah the spike jones joint um as he calls them 
I loved that movie. It was so good. Storm and Norman is who he played. Um, oh, such a good movie. You got to watch it if you get a chance. You would actually like it. It's, it's like Tropic Thunder, but more serious. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, it just... Uh, Bozeman and, and Black Panther really just kind of... You had... Like I said, you had Michael B. Jordan as Johnny Storm. You had Don Cheadle as War Machine. You've had these these black superheroes in the past, but you've never had a standalone majority black, or to be more politically correct, majority African, um, African slash African-American cast. um, Cast. And that spoke volumes, shocked the world, and I think it would be a shame if you gave up on it right now. Oh, too. I mean, I know, like, they talked about just having, like, Shuri take on the mantle, mm-hmm. but I think they have different ideas for her to better take a different action with it. I, think, I don't know. I How think... they're going to do it is going to be really interesting. I think they could do... They could do a, a, a picture with, with with this Reggie Jean Page or whatever, Reggie Jean Page. Um, maybe have him die at the end of this one, and then Sherry gets the the mantle. Um, maybe make it a coming of age story for Sherry. I, I, don't, I don't know. Just have him as in like a stand in for an episode or so. Yeah, like stand in for a movie. She has to prove her worthiness. Because she's still you. relatively young to take the throne. I got gotcha. you. I I don't know. It's it's definitely going to be a very tricky situation uh, to navigate, as always. Yeah. Um, it's never easy when your star passes. Let alone someone who was as, like you said, as as loved and as big and as important as Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, of course. Um, Moving on from that, uh, there's a Gladiator 2 rumor going around that, oh, listen to this. Um, Seems that Chris Hemsworth and Russell Crowe have become really good friends since they're filming Thor Love and Thunder together. Mm -hmm. And they are rumored to be in talks to co-produce Gladiator 2 with the idea of Hemsworth being Maximus's son. I love that idea. I think it would be pretty good considering that Crow would be the one producing it. You know have, what I mean? He would have almost, well, I guess he wouldn't have full creative control because he'd be the producer and not the director, but um, yeah. Whew, excuse me. And then yeah. uh, last deal, I think you will find this very interesting. The Russian Navy has reported that three dive, dry, three divers were killed and others injured by humanoid creatures in silver clothing in the depths of Lake Baikal. And this is in Russia? Yes, I think. Lake Baikal. I saw a deal on it. It turns out it's a lake. Yeah, it's in Russia. It's a lake that's like a mile deep. Uh-huh. And it's not even really a lake. It's an ocean ridge. That just got filled with water. 
Right. And I'm, I'm looking this up. Driver deaths. Horrors from the deaths. Russian diver. I guess there's all UFO stuff around this way, too. Anyway, I thought that was very interesting because. At first, I saw it on one account. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I saw it on multiple other accounts. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> this may be real. And when did this happen? Um, It was earlier this week, I think. That's when I saw the article. Uh, Could have been sooner. I really don't know. I'm not seeing any articles on it. Well, I was lied to. I don't know. It could be just a quick big article, but could have been. It could I thought been. that was interesting. I would thought you would like to hear it. <laughs> oh yeah, no. And speaking of of eerie things, um, are you familiar with um? Have you seen Night of the Living Dead, the original? Uh, yes. Okay, I had to watch that for. Or um, I'm I'm familiar with it. Okay, but you haven't seen it. I don't. Is that the one with Ash? Is that his name? No, there's a there's a remake in the '90s, but the original came out in '68, and it was okay. like an indie film. George Romero directed it. Okay. Um, like a cult classic indie horror filmmaker. Um, right. If you, you played Black Ops, Zombies, Call of the Dead, he was like your main villain, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I had to watch Night of the Living Dead for my film class, some of uh, screen studies minor. Um, I also think it was really funny that the screening response was due. We, we, we watch movies and we write a screening response on them. So like he gives us a prompt and we respond to it based off the film. Um, it was due Sunday, which is Easter Sunday, Resurrection Day. And he gave us a movie to watch about people that resurrected from the dead. Um, thought that was pretty oh. clever. Thought that was clever. Um, good on you, That's Dr. Spurb. Funny. Good on you, Dr. Spurb, um, if you're listening. Um, I know that horror movies didn't really start to become like scary until the nineties. Um, this movie was, it was, it was weird. Um, the zombies didn't look believable at all. It was 68 low budget. So it was just like tattered goodwill clothes and like yeah. maybe putting like fireplace dust all over them to make them look all like washed out on the. <laughs> it was shot in monochrome. So oh, yeah. In black and white. Um, the whole plot was absolutely insane. And for an indie film, I don't under, I, I totally understand why it became a classic. It went hard, but there was a hate crime committed. <laughs> what? Yes. So I'm going to read you the plot. And spoilers ahead for Night of the Living Dead, 1968. Um, but not really because um, it's that old that you um, should know by now. Okay. Night of the Living Dead. Um, it's a 1968 American independent horror film written, directed, photographed, and edited by George A. Romero, co-written by John Russo, and starring Dwayne Jones and Judith O'Dea. Um, so that's a little backstory. The plot. Um, siblings Barbara and Johnny drive to a cemetery in rural Pennsylvania to visit their father's grave. Their car radio goes off air due to technical difficulties. As they're leaving, a strange ashen-faced man wearing a tatted suit kills Johnny and attacks Barbara. She flees and takes shelter in a farmhouse 
but finds the woman who lived there dead and half eaten. She sees a multiplying number of strange ghouls led by the man from the cemetery approaching the house. A man named Ben arrives, securing the farmhouse by boarding the windows and doors and drives away the ghouls with a lever-action rifle he finds in the closet and with fire, which she previously discovered the ghouls fear. Barbara, in a catatonic state from shock, is surprised when Harry Cooper and Tom emerge from the cellar. Harry Cooper has been taking shelter in there with his wife, Helen, and their younger daughter, Karen, after a group of the same monsters overturned their car and bit Karen, leaving her gravely ill. Tom arrived with his girlfriend, Judy, after hearing an emergency broadcast about a series of brutal killings. Tom aids Ben in securing the farmhouse while Harry angrily protests that it is unsafe before returning to the cellar, which he believes is safer. Ghouls continue to besiege the farmhouse in an ever-increasing number. I'm sure you know where this is going. Um, the refugees listen to the radio and television reports of a wave of mass murder being committed across the east coast of the U.S. by an army of cannibalistic reanimating corpses and possess of armed men and possess what and possess of armed men patrolling the countryside to kill the ghouls. They confirm that the ghouls can be stopped with a bullet or heavy blow to the head or by being burned, as been discovered, and that various rescue centers are offering refuge and safety. Scientists theorize that the reanimations are occurring due to radiation from a space probe that exploded in Earth's atmosphere on the way back from Venus. So it's like the 60s, they're doing that whole like sci-fi radiation spiel, tying right. it back through there. Um, ben devises a plan to obtain medical supplies for Karen and transport the group to a rescue center by refueling his truck. Ben, Tom, and Judy arrive to a nearby gas pump, holding the ghouls off with torches and Molotov cocktails. Obviously not the safest thing to do at a gas station. However, the gas from the pump spills and causes the truck to catch fire and explode, killing Tom and Judy. So, rip. <laughs> Young lovers. RP. Yeah. Harry doesn't let him back in. Ben beats Harry for his cowardice. While the ghouls feast on the remains of Tom and Judy, the remaining survivors attempt to find a way out. However, the ghouls break through the barricades in the ensuing chaos. Harry is shot dead by Ben. Karen dies from her injuries, reanimates, and begins eating her father's remains and stabs Helen to death with a masonry trowel. Barbara recovers, her from her, recovers from her catatonic state and tries to help Ben keep the ghouls out, but is dragged away by a reanimated Johnny and the other ghouls. So her brother, like, kills her, basically. Her, her zombie brother kills her. As the horde breaks into the house, Ben takes refuge in the cellar where he shoots Harry and Helen's reanimating corpses. The next morning, an armed posse arrives and begins dispatching the remains of ghouls in the area, awoken by their gunfire and sirens. Ben emerges from the cellar, but is shot and killed when they mistake him for a ghoul. His body is thrown into a bonfire and burned with the rest of the ghouls. What is... Good lord. So, um, yeah, Ben was mistaken for a zombie and got shot. Yeah. That's a big yikers. A big twist. So yeah, totally messed up movie. Um, but a good one. I enjoyed it. Um, so that's that. Um, I'm going to hit X on this. I and... I was uh I didn't know it was made in 1968. I should have known that. Yeah. I just know the, I'm pretty sure I just know the remake. The remake is more popular, I will say. Yeah. Well, that's the one with that one actor. Uh, 
what's his name? Help me out here. I'm what's the name of that up. one actor? I'm looking it up. Uh, 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 um, what's that actor? Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Who are you seeing that? Yeah, I just looked up Evil Dead actor. That's not the same movie. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, never mind. That's why I was very confused by all this. <laughs> Bruce Campbell. Whoops. Yep, never mind. Bruce Campbell, yeah. what is he in? He's in uh He's like one of those actors that like you know, but nobody knows his name. Oh, he was in Spider-Man too. <laughs> yeah, he was uh he was the the ring promoter. That's right. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's that's all I got for that. Do you have anything before we do our MCU show of the week? Um, I'm not. Okay, cool. It's Falcon and Winter Soldier time. Um gotta say, I am the hype is kind of dying for me. Um, I like it. I like the cinematography. I think the story the, the story kind of got a little cattywampus. It's getting there. It's getting there. It's still in its infancy, but we're halfway through the season. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that's really getting me is that it's only six episodes. Yeah. And so we're three episodes deep and we're nowhere in the season. And we've gotten really nowhere. Yeah, yeah, more or less. Yeah. Um I'm sure that means I mean Marvel always has something up their sleeve. They're probably gonna pick up. The pace. Say what? Say that they're, again. They're probably going to pick up the pace. Um, the next oh, episodes. Yeah, a hundred percent. I saw a TV spot with blood on um, Cap Shield. On yeah, John Walker yeah. Shield. Yeah, and they're like, "What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? Bad, bad." <laughs> yeah, that was one thing that like I'm I'm excited for is what happens to John Walker, and I want to see him snap. <laughs> I want to see him get snapped. Yeah, get that's blipped. <laughs> I do not like him. Um, that commercial at the beginning threw me off so bad. I thought it was an actual commercial, <laughs> and I was like, "What?" It, was, it gave me Wandavision vibes, hardcore. I was like, "Oh, we're doing oh, this again, again, <laughs> again." <laughs> Seriously, uh, Zemo has become my favorite. <laughs> Honestly, I was gonna say his dancing that scene was absolutely hilarious. That was but so funny, dude. I really liked him in this episode. Yeah, he because I like that he's like he's one of those villains that he's only a villain because like it, it he's not a very it's not very black and white with him. Like it's very gray because really he's doing all this because of it, like how much he cares for his country and his you know I mean? family is. Yeah, like, really, he has really good motives. Yeah. (laughs) Like, very respectable motives, but it's what he does with them. So his character is is very interesting to me. Mm -hmm. And also, like, he's, like, the only villain to actually win. Because, like, his whole deal is, like, I'm going to split up the Avengers. And he's like, oh, I split up the Avengers. (laughs) And then, like, really, 
what he did is the reason why Thanos even won the first time. Yeah. Can so, um, also, we got to see Zemo's mask. I'm. It looks good. I'm really curious about. I'm hoping they go into that mask. You know what really? I mean? Really? Because it was just sitting in the truck, you know? You know what I mean? And we mm-hmm. don't know how he got it. But then I know like people were thinking that he created the mask as a way to mock the Avengers, as a way to look like Thanos. Right. So I'm curious if they kind of go deeper into that. Um, I'm wondering if it belonged. I wonder if he comes from a family. Like he says he's, he's a baron. He comes from wealth. But I'm yeah. wondering if it was like his father's. That could be it too. Because I know like, I know in the comics that his family lineage does kind of go pretty deep. Yeah. Especially with Hydra and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, a little Easter egg was that Zemo is in Bucky's book. So he's on the list of people he wants to yeah. make amends with. Um, yeah. We'll see what exactly his making amends is, at the, I'm sure, at the end of the series. Well, you know, also, I can see Zemo just getting away and being out there. Oh, me too, 100%. Um, we got to see Madripoor, which is super connected in the comics, especially for Wolverine. Yeah. Um, I expected to see more like mutant type there. That would be really cool, or was yeah. a real subtle thing in there. Mm-hmm. I um, did. Did you see? Did you catch the nod to 1984? The, oh, with uh, the power brokers power, watching. The power brokers watching. It gave me like sh- that place gave me 1984 vibes. Gave oh, me 1984 vibes. And I know that it's was like copy and paste. Yeah, and it's directly like Madripoor. I know it was like directly based off of George Orwell's um, 1984 world. But yeah. it was just crazy to see that they, like you said, just copied and pasted the, the thing. Big Part Brother is watching. watching. <laughs> For those of you who don't know 1984 by George Orwell, you um, are sitting. Uh, it's like everyone dreaded it senior year of high school to read it. But I loved it. I don't know about you. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah. really interesting. I think I might read it again. It's very interesting, especially yeah. the times we live in today. It's one of those make you think in books. Mm-hmm. Also, I love that it was banned in America because of communism, but then it was banned in the USSR because it promoted capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> so it got banned by everybody. <laughs> everybody hated it, or everyone had, yeah. had a bone to pick with it. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, also, Smiling Tiger, the person that Sam played as, is a legit Marvel villain. A very small one, give it. Um, but I doubt we'll see that coming to play later. I'm pretty sure it was just a cool little nod. Um, what else? We got to see the Winter Soldier fight, which Sam's shaking his head. Yes, <laughs> um, pretty cool to see him fight. Um, feel kind of bad for Bucky, but it's a pretty cool scene. I was excited for it. I'm hoping yeah. we see more of it. Yeah, sorry, more y'all. fight scenes. I was, I was eating ice. I'm sorry. That's okay. I guess. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> And then Sharon Carter, dude. Sharon Carter. What are your thoughts on Sharon now? Sharon reacting kind of sus, bro. I that's what I wrote. <laughs> um, I I'm wondering if she's working with Zemo and it has been working. Like uh, I I'm I'm sure you've seen the screen crush video on this. Yeah, I think yeah, I kind of agree with Screen Crush on this one. They have a theory that that uh Sharon's been working with Zemo all along. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I saw a theory that like Sharon is the power broker. Oh, um... I, I, I highly doubt that one. I do too. Um, I think that's a little far. Um, but yeah, she's definitely not a good guy. But I, don't I wouldn't think... say that she's necessarily a complete like Zemo. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say she's completely a bad guy. Um, I definitely think she could be evil. I think she could be working with the power broker, as so she might be connected with. Yeah. Um, Screen Crush kind of mentioned that she could be working for Fury, and all of that's just a cover up which we have seen that before yeah. with Fury. Yeah. Um, the main key part, points of evidence for y'all wondering is that uh, Sharon referred to Bucky and Sam as problems. And who the heck has a car pulled up and waiting for after your shipping crate just got blown up? And who knows that someone's been shot seconds after they've been shot if they weren't there? That's true because I, she was the one that shot, right? I believe she, she was a was sniper, wasn't she? I believe she was. I don't think it was confirmed, but I will tell you what is Sam. confirmed. Oh no, I may have lost you. What? Sam. Did you lose me? Oh no. <laughs> I can still hear you, dude. Hang on. Can you hear me? <laughs> so sorry for the technical difficulties um my computer decided to break um so we're back um hopefully right that was, we left off that was pretty bad really scary <laughs> um all right i think we were talking about the power broker and i think we got through all why sharon carter is probably evil um right yeah um, she had a car waiting on her. That's kind of mm-hmm. sus. She called Bucky and Sam's problems. Um, um, where I did find it, we can't confirm that she's evil, but what I can confirm is that person that um, was like her chauffeur, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, a, she's either a, a production assistant or something like that. She isn't an actual actress, so it's probably just a one-and-done role for her. Interesting. Yeah. Her name That's appears. Her, her name appears on the credits as Sharon's bodyguard. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I would have never picked up on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, also, I think we were talking about you brought up how how fast the bounty went up after that one lady got killed. Yeah. I think, and I think we were trying. We were discussing if Sharon was the sniper or not. Mm-hmm. She. Did. And I think. Yeah. Okay. I was making sure. I didn't know she was or not. I thought she was, but yeah. Um, I was um, not confirmed, but I mean, it's basically all but confirmed, you know. Yeah. Um, do you think the power broker is behind the GRC? I know that's been kind of a theory phone around. I don't think so. Do you I, don't think they're, what, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. I don't know either, because they're they're waving it into our face. They're like, "Hey, GRC's a thing," and normally when Marvel does that, it's for a good reason. And we're like, okay, please give me more. And they, they haven't. They're like, just kidding. Um, you thought. But t- yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but then Carly, are the vials they stole, they were from the GRC, weren't they? I think so. And if that's super soldier serum, then somebody's got some explaining to do. <laughs> I, yeah. 
Kevin Feige. That's who it is. Kevin Feige. Um, and then at the end of this episode, we get to see Ao, who was the first. Oh crap! What was the name of Black Panther's bodyguards? Hold on. Stand by. Panthers, Bonnie something. The Dora Malaji. Dora Malaji. Okay. Yeah, she I, was. Wakandans are in the show. Yeah, she was the first one we saw in. I believe it was the Winter Soldier, and then also in Black Panther. It wasn't Winter Soldier. It was. You're right. I don't know why I said Winter Civil War. It was Civil War. Yeah. Winter Soldier. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> that was. Big wrong. Um, yeah, she was the first one in that. Uh, one of the first ones we saw. Um, so, yeah, Wakanda's obviously not happy that Zemo's out and alive. Yeah. Even though T'Challa was the one that kept him alive. Yep. Um, so now I think either Bucky is going to have to be the mediator of peace there, or they're going to kill... Zemo or be attempting to kill Zemo while us Bucky and Sam are trying to use him. <laughs> takes but takes Bucky's arm away. <laughs> well, I know Screen Crush mentioned, or it might not have been Screen Crush, it's just like a fan theory. They're wondering that since the Wakandans are the one that took away Bucky's brainwashing, if they could put it back in. Huh. And then, then we get to see a berserk Winter Soldier running around <laughs> who is back to being brainwashed and goes on a rampage. Mission report. December 16, 1991. Rusting train 17. <laughs> Homecoming freight car. <laughs> oh, I love the memes when Civil War first came out about mm. <laughs> Zemo's <laughs> code words. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's all I got though. That's all I got too. For... Dope. Um. Uh, what are we going into next? Um. I believe it's it's TikTok time. But TikTok. I'm gonna be straight up with you. I'm just gonna let Gary take away the intro. This might be a really short segment, but Gary, go ahead and do that. Okay, um, I haven't really been on TikTok this much this past week. Um, I've been incredibly busy. I will say uh, gym talk is pretty much it for me. Um, every <laughs> Everything is like pre-workout OD, body dysmorphia this. Um, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, body dysmorphia um, that. It's just like, I don't know. That's really all I'm seeing. Um, I am the opposite of you complete opposite i have a lot let's do it so are you ready yeah um one it's lsu fans asking outfielders questions during games <laughs> have you seen any of these they're kind I of funny so. i think so <laughs> so i just one guy yelling and it's like yes or no or this or that questions uh-huh um i've been seeing a lot of these kind of made me sad but it was uh either die a hero live long enough to become the villain but it's of sports edits like uh, one of the ones I saw. Do you remember Josh Hamilton, team. the outfielder? What team? Uh, he bounced. Around. He was with the Rangers, and then he developed a drug problem, and then he was with the Angels for a year, and then I don't remember. I think he just was kicked out of the league, basically. What's his name? First name? 
Josh Hamilton. Please, Josh Hamilton. He was a really good uh, baseball player. Whenever I think he, he was, was with the, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, he was with the Reds. Yeah, I think he bounced around after his stint with the Rangers. Um, yeah, he's still he, he's still alive. Oh yeah, he's still alive. But like he played for the Reds in 07. That's why I remember that name. Yeah. He had super he was an MVP mm-hmm. and five-time all-star. But then like I said, he developed a drug problem and mm-hmm. his career just went super downhill after that. Mm-hmm. Um also I've seen ones with like Antonio Brown, um, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, and then one that you're probably familiar with or uh, from the last few seasons, Matt Harvey. Yeah. Which he was a super good pitcher for the Mets. And then he pitched really good at the beginning of the World Series game six. And then he choked it at the end and the Royals won in the World Series off him. Yeah. Uh, better one next time. Um, then also Zemo dancing has been all over my feed. <laughs> which I, I, I dig it. Um, <laughs> I don't want peace. I want problems always. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, and Ted Lasso has made quite a few appearances on my page. Ted Lasso. He is the, oh, what is the name of that? Uh, what is the name of that actor? It's that comedy series on Apple TV. Um, it's about the football coach, like the American football coach, like Pigskin. Oh yeah. Uh, and he goes to coach a soccer team in England. Um, Jason Saduk Sadikis. He's the he plays Ted Lasso. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Um <laughs> there's that's been all over my that's been all over my YouTube and TikTok because honestly the clips are really funny. Yeah. And then Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, it got released this out. weekend and who, who ended up winning that fight? From the TikToks I've seen, I believe it was Godzilla. Of course. Or, like, it was kind of like... An open-ended thing. Or it was like Godzilla won, but then they had to beat up other people together. But, yeah. Are we going to get an alternate ending, you think? Nah. (laughs) Probably not. I don't know. Rip monkey. Rip monkey. Um, That's all I got for TikTok. I had a lot. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay. Life. Well, I I agree with that. I don't have a life either. Um, oh, I thought you were coming at me there. I was oh, like, oh no 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 no. I was no, like, no. all right. I'm not that much of a jerk. Um, we collaborated on this next segment. This is yeah the yeah. first time we've collabed. Yeah. So Gary, without further ado, I want to roll that spoopy intro. All right. Back by popular demand. Memed mysteries. Uh, this week is one that Cal uh, actually brought to the table a couple months ago. And, it was a long time ago. And we wanted to make this one special. We wanted to have, originally, we were going to have a guest on. I don't think we need one. So, so yeah, we're just going to do it. Um, it's a TikTok trend that's kind of blown up recently um, it started on tiktok and then 
takes you down a rabbit hole, man. Takes you down a rabbit hole. Um, and, and we're of course referring to the the feral slash cannibalistic people in our national parks, specifically in the what is it, the Smokies? The Great Smoky Mountains. Great Smoky Mountains of Tennessee. Um, um these were the stories that inspired the Hills Have Eyes and those kind of movies. Yeah. So um so without further ado, it is time to discuss one of the United States' most eerie quote unquote secrets made popular by TikTok. Cal. Yeah. Are there feral people or cannibalistic people living in our national parks? All right. So here's the cool thing about our research, Sam, me and you. Mm-hmm. We both went to completely different spectrums. We did. Um, We're doing a defendant and plaintiff type perspective. We are. Because I, after what, the video I watched, which had multiple uh, eyewitness encounters kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's valid. Yeah. I, I, it may not be, you know, feral people per mm-hmm. se. Could very well be something, though. I mm-hmm. definitely think. Um, there's, we'll talk kind of about uh, 411 cases at the end for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of stuff. Um, my dad has watched a documentary um, about 411 cases. And really creepy stuff. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, 411 cases are missing person cases. Um, I don't know if they specialized in national parks or not. Wildlife. Uh, basically, missing person must have yeah. to go missing in the wild. Um, my dad watched a documentary, and it was – this guy wrote a book about it. Um, and basically, it was about how these hunters who are survival experts just go missing. And they're like and – so, and some of it's like – not all of it's like supernatural stuff. Like, really, like, out of, like, five or so, only, like, the last two are supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which was incredibly terrifying because they had video recordings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is it's kind of supernatural, but it's more, like, U.S. government because it's, like, about the predator. It's called the predator because this guy gets, like, killed or kidnapped by something that looks like the predator cloaking device. Right. And the U.S. government got involved and stuff. Um, I'm gonna have to find a documentary name for next week or something. But 411 cases are incredibly creepy, and so I like like Sam said, we got defended defendant plaintiff because I I think it's possible. Okay, yeah. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and let you do your um, defendant, unless that's everything you have. I have a I have a lot of stuff. You have a lot of stuff. Okay, go ahead and go oh, down the level of your defendant, and then I'll hit with my plaintiff arguments. All right. And um, I'm getting and I'm getting a pen and paper ready so I can. Oh, I, okay. I haven't I haven't seen your notes. I don't know. Yeah, this this is gonna be kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, like, I don't. I don't have like just a whole bunch, but a uh, video I watched was incredibly spooky and just weird because hearing the people i witnessed people talk about their encounters mm-hmm. very creepy um they said that the locals in the great smoky mountains primarily they don't go out into the woods at night and they stay on the trails during the day they say that these feral people have their own language and that they are responsible for multiple missing people and missing dogs um the missing child case of dennis martin was the huge one that was the big case of this kid getting kidnapped right by his mom and being kidnapped by these people and was eaten. Um, 
the military actually came to the Smoky Mountains following this kidnapping. They said they were said to kill a handful of these feral people and found the bones of Dennis Martin. However, that information was not told to the mother because obviously um, the FBI is rumored to know the whereabouts of these feral people, but they deny the existence because um, and they cover up these missing persons cases because it can weed people down a rabbit hole that they said can uh, destabilize like religion as a society. Like, so like, I guess this stuff goes into really satanic stuff if you want to take it down that way. Okay. Um, also, um, it talks, this guy tied it into the cave systems of the US, which we have talked about how, um, well, I'll get to it in a second. The cave systems of the US are incredibly deep and they are incredibly connecting all over the US and we have not explored all parts of it because obviously. Right. Um, they're saying that this is where the feral people live and like things like Bigfoot, they live in these underground cave systems and that's why they're so hard to find. Um, and that's why the US government, the US and other governments refuse to intervene unless a missing person is involved because it's one of those deals where it's like better left not to mess with if you don't have to. Um, but the thing I brought up was the scariest part about this is the potential reality of these cave systems because if you compare a map showing the reports of missing people across the U.S. national parks and then you compare it to the U.S. cave systems, they're almost identical. Like the hot spots are incredibly identical. But, yeah, uh, I said it's basically 411 cases, which honestly is a whole nother rabbit hole. Uh, there's a thread on Reddit that is full of park rangers talking about 411 cases and their horrifying experiences, which honestly could be a future topic for Mean Mysteries. Yeah, that would be a good one. But, yeah, that's all I got. That's all you got? Okay. So, you've heard the defendant. Let's go with the plaintiff. Um, I, I'm a journalism major, so I is part of my duty when I write a story, when I read a story, to my I've been brainwashed to fact check. Um, Nerd, and I can already tell you, you go on TikTok where this blew up, and you look for those original videos, even the videos that these people have made as follow ups, things like that. The, the, the facts that they're giving out, not necessarily true. Um, they say that it is claimed that 1,600 people go missing in our national parks each year. Um, that seemed a little high to me. Yeah. Um, unless they're taking into consideration the number of people who were lost and found each year. Um, so unless there's a Stranger Things or Quiet Place type villain in the woods that's just snatching people left and right. Um, I seriously doubt the number of disappearances not tied to a murder or someone that has since been found is that high. And as an update, after I wrote that, there have only been 1,600 disappearances in the national parks since 1916. Um, did some research on that. And that's all of our national parks, not just the Smokies. Um, you go and you Google um, these 411 cases. You Google these, um, you look at these videos on YouTube. Uh, first of all, when you Google 
The only thing you find are links to podcasts similar to this one. Um, <laughs> you'll find uh, 401, you'll find uh, uh, cold cases through the National Park website, uh, which don't really lead anywhere because it's uh, the National Park's website. Right. Um, you just, you don't find a whole lot on Google. You have to go to TikTok if you want the bulk of your info. And the facts that they're giving just aren't, some of it might be true, but there's so much inaccuracy that it outweighs any validity on my, in my opinion. Um, I understand where I come from. When you go to YouTube, um, like you were saying, uh, the videos are pretty compelling. Um, some of them complete bogus. Um, other yeah. videos that, that you tell these people definitely took the time to do some extra research, maybe interview some people, get those that opinions. Was the one that was the one that I watched was like five eyewitness encounters. Yeah. Of like um, people that live in the area. Um, locals in the Smokies don't go, you said that they don't go off the trails in the mountains. And they don't go out at night. Yeah. Um, that just sounds like folklore to me. It's like the Skinwalker theory. You don't go out at night. Yeah. Or like the, the La Llorona theory in Mexico. You don't go out at night because La Llorona will... Well, it was, like, it was one, of the, one of those deals that it was yeah. like, they know what's out there. Exactly. And so it's like, hey, we probably shouldn't be doing that. Right. And then you have... Um, uh, Bigfoot tying into this, and then that this is one that I've seen. Well, is, yeah, the Bigfoot part, I was definitely like, yeah, okay. The Bigfoot tying in, uh, that's where I was like, ah, whatever, like, like you said. Um, but the, the the cave system thing, yeah. Now this is where it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. This is where I kind of have a neutral stance. Could totally be valid that there are groups of people that live in our cave systems that we just don't know about. Um, because uh, I'm assuming in the videos you watched, did they did they line up maps of the cave systems with the maps of the disappearances? Did they line those up? So not in this video. That was okay. something that I remember seeing a while back. I think I talked to you about it, but I'm not sure. Um, but, they, but they did like line them up. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. what that's what I was saying. Like I've seen a side by side comparison. Okay. So of whatever get... video it was. So if we get a side-by-side comparison that's from a reputable source, like like a police department, a a a a, uh, a database. This is like, I don't even know how to like Google that. You know what I mean? It's 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 you have to do like advanced searches to find those. Yeah. Um, but if we get that, and we see that they do line up, then 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 definitely you could go, um, go. I guess no pun intended here down that rabbit hole. Um, but we just need to know, do they, do they actually line up? Can we, can we get those? I, I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe you and I could maybe do some research on that. Like go to the library one day and just. Oh yeah. Why do 401 cases? Yeah, we could do, we could do an update on this. We do with some 401 cases. Um, but, um, the Dennis Martin thing was pretty compelling. That, was that case had multiple YouTube videos just for that. Yeah. And it's brought it tied into like this, this kind of stuff that there was a lot of supernatural forces involved. Right. It, like honestly, these 401 cases 
are so horrifying to look they into. They are. And I, I watched one of the first videos I watched was like a travel agency ad, but it was talking about how like dangerous national parks or like how there's like like a death every week in a national park or something like that. Or you know, like some statistic surrounding a death in national parks or people missing. Mm-hmm. And so like these people made a safety rating basically for national parks based off how many people go missing and how many people die in this park. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that just leads me back to my, if we can't, if we can't make, and like you've seen it, so you would know, but I don't know. And I'm not going to know until I see it. Right. Um, I think that our, our TikTok people need to do a little more research before they put out the whole 1600 a year go missing thing. Um, I think that there, there could be some credibility to this, but as it stands right now, it just seems like total bogus to me. I, I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't say total bogus. I just, I just feel like there's not enough. And I, I feel like with the popularity it's getting, maybe yeah. that could maybe that could lead to some more um some more light being shed on the situation um but i know i do agree with you the 401 cases i've read a couple through the reddit thread absolutely disturbing um, okay i actually just found the map deal can you screen share yep so uh you've disabled screen share and privileges oh hang on so the map isn't showing just straight up disappearances it okay, is you, sh- you should be able to now i'm gonna make you co-host or i can't make you co-host because it's just you and me but you should be able to now i gotcha it is strange disappearances so like cold cases that kind of stuff uh-huh so okay so these are people that like vanish without a trace kind of deal uh-huh. like the ones that you made documentaries about like what happened to this person uh-huh so you see what i mean and then like you look over here all in the midwest yeah we got one in like that's a lot in missouri but then like over here you you got like in the uh you got the south and you got the smoky mountains right so you know what i mean it's it's pretty creepy (laughs) it is pretty creepy yeah but okay yeah so that that not necessarily on the west coast but definitely in the midwest uh missouri kind of uh midwest southern southern midwest yeah i definitely think this is something that we could revisit mm-hmm. I, I think, think this would be a really fun thing i think this would probably be one that we need to bring in somebody who does watch these type of podcasts you know what i mean yeah because i definitely think this is definitely the 401 case deal has definitely been a topic of popular uh, among the you know paranormal missing person podcast the crime podcast yeah yeah um yeah i i say we do that um yeah so well and also like you mentioned that like the tiktok that you saw said that like these started in like the 1600s or whatever no, 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 I said I said that there were sixteen hundred disappearances a year. Oh, and there okay. have only but when you go and you and you fact check it, there have only been sixteen hundred since nineteen sixteen. Gotcha. Since the national parks were founded or established. Gotcha. My the video I watched the video I watched said that the first 
encounter was in like 1939 or something. Interesting. But that's all I got. See, I would believe this if this was a, a older time. But yeah. Nowadays with the technology we have, excuse me. It's just it doesn't seem believable. But yeah, yeah. That's that's all I got too. Um so we'll definitely revisit this. I hope. Um I'd love to I'd love to hear your guys' theory, um, theories. So feel free to leave us a DM or um we'll we'll put a comment. We'll make an Instagram post or a Twitter post. So let us know your let us know. Um at two pokes podcast on Instagram and at two pokes on Twitter. So let us know how you're feeling. Um, but yeah, that is that's me mysteries, I think. I agree with you. Okay, cool. Um, sport time. Uh, I know I have some baseball. I know we've uh, got yes. some we've got some big we trade got, and some big draft announcements. We we had well, I guess you should run the intro, huh? Yeah, Gary, go ahead and run that intro. The penalty box. All right. Um, men's basketball championship game was yesterday. Yeah. Um, and Baylor wiped the floor of Gonzaga, winning. Nice. Go what? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Baylor went in eighty-six to seventy. Um, Gonzaga got into the final after a ridiculous miracle shot by Suggs, very last second. Um, Gonzaga was chasing history as trying to go completely undefeated for a season. Mm-hmm. But the Bears probably ruining that in big fashion. So Cincinnati's yeah. finest, Macy Oteague. I was wrong, mm-hmm. by the way. I was for whatever reason. I thought you said his last name was Teo. No, I know he's not getting number one overall pick looks. Like that's that's pretty much just Cunningham. Yeah. Um, the other considerations were uh, Suggs and uh, Garza. Yeah. However, he is getting what that to be a late round or what late first round draft pick. Uh-huh. People yeah. do really like him. I was I mean, looking at that the other day. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh crap, I was big time wrong. Yeah. Um Walnut Hills High School class in 2015, C O T. Represent. Um congratulations, Maceo. Congratulations, Baylor. Um first Texas won championship since the sixties, I believe. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Um, um, that being said, though, uh, opening day occurred. Opening day. Baseball is back, baby. Um, baseball is back, and I'm really excited for this season. I think for the most part, the Two Pokes podcast will be focusing on Cincinnati Reds, Kansas City Royals, St. Louis Anybody Cardinals, else? maybe Chicago Cubs. Um, anyway, that makes some noise. Anyone that makes some noise. And the Cincinnati Reds are making some noise, Cal. We're making some noise. I don't know if you've seen the scores. I have not. We're making some – our first game, our opening day, April 1st, um, was against St. Louis, and we lost 6-11. to 11, And that seemed right. to light a fire under our asses because we crushed them 9-6 to 6 and 12-1 to 1 Saturday and Shoot. Sunday following. And then we played Pittsburgh yesterday, beat them 5-3. to 3, And today we played Pittsburgh again and beat them 14-1. to 1. 
good job for the Reds to actually win something. Good job to the Reds. Good job to Nick Castellanos, who um, was uh, is now suspended for two games, uh, which should be lifted um, after today, um, and is being hit with an undisclosed fine after his little fight with Cardinals uh, Jake Woodford. Um, slid home and yelled in his face, caused a little brawl on the field. It, Cincinnati fans were we're like the hockey fans. We love watching the fights. Uh, last year it was <laughs> um, it was Puig fighting with the Pirates. Um, Puig, Puig, yeah. yeah. So I forgot how you say his name. I just say Puig. Um, it's but, not um, right. <laughs> it's not right. But uh, we're we're privy to fights. Um, it's nothing we're not used to, um, but. We're doing good. Um, we've got some quotes I can read you and some facts. Um, the Reds have scored the most total runs in their first five games since 1901, setting a new franchise record of 46 runs, an average of over nine runs per game, which is Dang. straight heat. Um, um, Amir Garrett uh, told um, told Twitter <laughs> um, he wants everyone he said I want everyone to think that the Cincinnati Reds are like the cockiest team ever or some bat flipping showboat and sons of guns and I want everyone to know that um, this is a well, the, this is a whole new team um, it's a different Reds team I haven't seen anything like it in my entire existence and I'm here for it um, do I think we're World Series bound not quite um, I think we have the potential to either keep rolling hard and make it to the World Series, or we have right. the potential to fall off at any given moment. Any given yeah. moment, our, our 15 minutes of fame is done. Um, it could very well happen. I will give an update on the Chicago Cubs. Um, doing okay. Dude. Doing okay. Um, they lost their opener against Pittsburgh, 3-5. Um, to five but won the next two against them, uh, five to one, four to three, and then uh, one against Milwaukee on the fifth, uh, five to three, but lost yesterday, um, or I guess today, zero to four on Tuesday. Um, nothing really new out of Chicago. Nothing too, nah. exci- nothing too exciting. No, nah, not anymore. <laughs> um, I haven't checked on the Royals. How, how, are, we, how are we looking at them? Uh, Royals are now a wild card for the playoffs. We are yeah. four and one. Uh, oh, so are the Reds. The we're looking super good. Yeah. Uh, we got Michael C. Taylor. Or Michael uh, might be A or C. Uh, Michael Taylor in center field. He was a new addition. He in the opener threw two people out from center field at home. Mm-hmm. And then the bats are moving. I believe Whit Merrifield is leading the league in home runs with three. Mm-hmm. I believe um, we won our opener against Rangers 14 to 10. And I would like to redo the ERA of the starting pitchers for both teams. Let's do it. Um, Keller for the Royals had the ERA of 40.5 mm-hmm. after giving up nine hits, uh, six RBIs and 1.1 innings pitched. Oh, wait, no, sorry. I had that wrong. In 1.1 innings pitch, he gave up nine runs. Six eggs and six RBIs. Okay. And then for Texas, Kyle Gibson and point one inning pitch. That's one out. Mm-hmm. Gave up four hits, five runs, five earned runs, and had a 135 ERA. Wow. <laughs> so absolutely insane. Absolutely incredible. Wow. Good yeah. job, Kansas City. 
Yep. Uh, but the Royals are off to a really good start. Uh, so, yeah, I'm super excited for the season. As long as we fix our pitching, we should yeah. be good because that's been our downfall as of late. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I, I'm i excited for the Royals. I think we're going to do pretty good this season. So Yeah, I'm I'm just looking at the Reds' uh, April schedule. We've got Arizona next after we're done with Pittsburgh. Uh, the Giants, the uh, – I guess – what are we calling Cleveland now? Just – they're still the Indians. So calling them the Indians, we took the logo away. Yeah, they just okay. got rid of Chief Chief Wahoo. Okay. So Cleveland Indians, we have Arizona again. And then um we played the Cardinals again, Dodgers. So we'll get to see Trevor Bauer back. Um mm-hmm. but we'll be in LA, so we'll be on his turf. And then we play Chicago April 30th, which starts our um little stint with them, our little Triple game with them. And then we play the White Sox right after. Um, all Chicago teams are coming to us. <laughs> and then we go to Cleveland. We go to Pittsburgh. We go to Colorado. Um, Giants come back to us. Brewers come to us. Nationals come. We go to the Nationals, and then we go to Chicago. And then Philly comes to us. It's looking like things are really going to start ramping up um in may obviously as it does um but man i think baseball will be very interesting this year baseball is going to be very it's going to be good to have a hopefully a normal baseball season oh yeah um that's all i got for baseball if you'd like to go into the nfl (laughs) let's freaking do it man because we had a big trade uh yesterday i believe we did um sam darnold was traded to the Panthers out of the blue. Um, completely unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sam Donald got traded to Carolina for a 2021 six-round pick and two 2022 draft picks. Mm-hmm. I believe they were a second and a fourth, maybe? Um, really good move for the Panthers as they have a starter QB um, because most likely the first-year starters would be gone by eight in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they have a, a serviceable QB. Um, you got Joe Brady and Matt really can build around him. He's got a lot of weapons over there in Carolina. Uh-huh. Um, Jets are probably now for sure taking Zach Wilson out too. They are definitely taking a quarterback as of right now. Um, but the Jets also have 21 picks in the next two drafts, including seven in the first two rounds. Wow. So the Jets future is actually looking pretty bright. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, just get a new coach in there, and they should be good. Like, they have the draft capital to make a good team. But that's all with that, with that trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sam Darnold will do good in Carolina. I think he'll be um, utilized better. I do, too. I think that would be a good fit for him, and I think Carolina, they're not – just scrambling for a QB. No. So it's kind of like why waste that for that number eight pick on something that's not that big of a need. I also am interested to see the dynamic between Donald and McCaffrey. I do too. Um, McCaffrey, when he's healthy, is definitely one of the best running backs in the league and probably will become one of the best in history due to his receiving ability. Mm-hmm. Um, 
had wasn't didn't he have a thousand a thousand season a thousand receiving yards and a thousand rushing yards yeah um he's an incredible dynamic uh, running back um so hopefully Sam Darnold will be able to utilize him because I don't think Darnold has ever played with really that solid of running back I know he had to wave on Bell but Bell did not play out at all with the Jets no so yeah uh Teddy Bridgewater quarterback former quarterback for the Panthers uh of course is going to get traded he's requested a trade obviously and the Carolina Panthers have given him a big say on where he ends up so um look out for him on the move had a really good season honestly kind of underappreciate undervalued season mm-hmm. um so he can be a solid starter for a team out there I, I think, think Houston I think Houston would be that's what I was really about to say. I think Texans <laughs> may take a grab at him. Yeah. Um, but curious to see where he goes. Um, just because I feel like there's a lot of teams that really don't need a quarterback, but they might be peer pressure to take a quarterback early because of this draft. Well, really, this is the era of the it's just a weird situation for quarterbacks. It is because once the Cardinals took back to back first round quarterbacks in the flight following years, mm-hmm. it it's a copycat league right now, and once one team does something, they all do it. Yep. Because the Carolina or the Cardinals breaking kind of that status quo. Is, oh, you don't draft a new quarterback right after you drafted one the mm-hmm. following year. Um, once they kind of broke that status quo, that kind of set a new precedent that you know you give a rookie QB a year. Yeah. And, which I don't think. Well, Josh Rosen was never going to pan out anyway, but still. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's all I got for Jets card or Jets uh, Carolina. Um, the Falcons are the Falcons at four, number four overall, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the Lions at number seven are among teams that are willing to trade back into the first round. So I would keep an eye out on those picks being moved. Um, Definitely the Falcons. I've seen a lot of updates about the Falcons are definitely have put that number four pick on the trade block, block and people have been calling about it. I think Cincinnati should take it for Sewell. I, I think they're going to get him at five no matter what. Yeah. But. Well, I think they should get, uh, can they get four and five? Or is that, would that, that would be too pricey. If they got four and five, they would have to give a lot for that number four pick without giving them the number five pick. But even right. then, I don't think the Falcons would – I don't think they're trying to move one spot back. I think they're trying to get back into, like, the early teens. Right. Because I definitely think they don't want to have to force to take a quarterback early. They don't, they, they, don't, they don't need one. Not really. I mean, I know Matt Ryan's getting kind of old, but, like – they can get, another, get a few years out of him. Another year or two out of him, yeah. Yeah, or take like Brock Purdy next year. That's why like the thinking. later rounds. I'm thinking, yeah, Brock Purdy to the Falcons. They'll have options next year. Yeah. And even if they wanted to, they could probably grab Kyle Trask in the later rounds. See, this is what I'm thinking. I'm on the hype train of Kyle Trask to the Saints. That would be a good fit as a replacement for Breeze. But obviously we have Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston. Yeah. So. It's kind of a cluster over there. Yeah. I don't know. Um, 
I don't know what's going to happen to Kyle Trask, honestly. I feel kind of bad for him because that bowl game was not a good representation of his playing ability. He didn't have he didn't have his team. Yeah. Um, but hopefully him being drafted in the later rounds will just means that he'll be able to, you know, walk when he's older. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then as of today, everybody thinks San Francisco is taking Mac Jones at three, which I don't think the 49ers should be drafting a quarterback at all. They don't need to, they don't need Mac Jones. Yeah. Tell you who could really use Mac Jones is Chicago. No. Oh, no, Chicago. They, I, I, yeah, I thought for everyone, I went to the Bengals. No, no, said that. no, no. Chicago could really could really use Mac Jones and use Andy Dalton as the – I mean, he's a – Andy Dalton's an experienced pro bowler. Yeah. He's been around 12 seasons. I mean, hell, he was my quarterback growing up. Carson Palmer for a couple of years and then Andy Dalton yeah. the rest of that. Um, you could really – you could really use Dalton as, as Mac Jones as like mentor. I think he would if he like if he was gonna be there in the second round, I think a lot of teams would pull the trigger on him. Oh yeah. But the fact that he is gonna go so early, I don't think it's worth drafting him over somebody else that could really help your team. You know what I mean? I think if the 49ers take Mac Jones, it's it's gonna do a big hit on them next season i think so too i think it's gonna be a wasted pick Wes, just the 49ers have been blowing huge smoke screens with this which is a possibility yeah but i don't know i just I, I don't see him going i see him going to vegas i see him going to with the raiders i see yeah. him going to chicago with the bears I see him going to something crazy. I could I could see Baltimore picking him up. Baltimore? Yeah. You think they're going to give up on Lamar Jackson? I don't think they're going to give up on Lamar Jackson, but Trace McSorley, <laughs> see him getting pushed aside. I, just, I don't think they would draft a backup quarterback. Well, I guess Green Bay did Jordan Love. Yeah, they did with Jordan Love. Forget about that. Also, can we just talk about how funny it is that Colt McCoy is in talks of signing with the Cardinals as Kyler Murray's backup, and you have Colt McCoy, who is Texas's star quarterback back in the day, with Kyler Murray, who is OU's star quarterback over the last couple of years. It's hard to believe Colt McCoy is still in the league. I can't believe Colt McCoy is still alive. I mean, I was a little kid what? when that guy was still around. Yeah, he's old. Yeah. Um. Also, Sam Mellinger is probably a quarterback that will be under the radar. Him and Kellen Mond are both going to be guys that are going to be under the radar and get drafted kind of late that why could you, impact a team. Why would you remind me about Sam Mellinger's existence? I know, I know. Why? You hate him. Yep. But honestly, though, Texas next year will probably be actually really be good because that running back and quarterback in that bowl game mm-hmm. was insane. Mm-hmm. That running back is legit. Yeah. That quarterback can swing it. <laughs> so, Texas may actually be a problem this year. And then, lastly, uh, our offensive tackle here at OSU, Tevin Jenkins, 
is Quakeway becoming one of the first tackles taken off the board. In the um, draft, yes. He has become a favorite of a lot of NFL teams. Um, I've seen him going as early as I believe it's like 15 to the Washington football team. Um, a lot of people think he's going to end up there. They think Dolphins aren't going to grab him with their second first-round pick at like 20-something. The Colts could grab him to replace uh, Casanzo at left tackle. The Bears. Um, the Bears could use him. Uh, the, bang- the Bengals could use him. Bengal- I don't think, well, they're not going to take him. but Well, not at five, no. No. They're going to take Sewell. But Steelers have called about him. Um, and in Jacksonville, they say Jacksonville could open up with uh, Trevor Lawrence and end it with Jenkins. So he uh, he could be one of the highest uh, drafted Cowboys in recent memory. He's definitely a number one, a first rounder for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm trying to look up when Russell Okun got drafted, what round that was. Because he was a tackle here. He is still – he's had a great career. Yeah, he – oh, yeah. Russell Okun got drafted in 2010, uh, round one, pick number six. And he won a Super Bowl uh, with the Seahawks, went to a few Pro Bowls. Um, Currently an offensive tackle for the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. He was just 30, the Chargers for a while. 32-65-310. I remember when he got traded to Carolina, it triggered a whole bunch of other tackles getting traded because Russell Ocon was such a cornerstone for offensive linemen, mm-hmm. especially in the AFC West. So whenever he got traded to the Carolina Panthers, it triggered a whole offensive line domino effect of trades. Mm-hmm. So he... Jenkins has can could probably join uh Okung as some of the best offensive tackles to come out of this program, which would be really cool to see. Yeah. But other than that, that's all I got. That's all I got too, man. Dope. All right. Well, with that, that concludes season two, episode eleven of the two picks podcast. Seriously, guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, you know the spiel. You can follow us on Instagram at Two Books Podcast. Um, I'm at Sam Miley. Cal is at underscore CalPal19 underscore um, on Instagram. You can follow um, us on Twitter at first and foremost, first and foremost, goodness, at Ocali Ocast, um, at Two Pokes. Um, and I'm at Sam Miley. Cal doesn't have a Twitter. Um, nope. so don't go looking for him. Um, then also we should probably shout out the Ocas a TikTok page. Yes. So let me pull up the legit name. I believe I'll it's Ocal. It. I think it's Ocali Ocast. They try to keep it. Um, yeah, it is Ocali. The Ocali Ocast TikTok page. Um, that is where if you want just funny tidbits from all the shows on the Ocali Ocast or all the shows on the Ocast. Levi has been putting that together and will be posting, you know, little clips from all the podcasts throughout the program. Mm-hmm. So definitely give that a listen. Uh, we have made it on the TikTok page discussing the Suez Canal from last week. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Um, 
also go ahead and follow Levi um, at Levi Peck and Paul on Instagram at Levi Peck and Paul on Twitter. Um, he's our GM. Um, and yeah, you, um, Cal, at the beginning of the show, I'm going to put in a little like um, preview before the intro music kicks in about plugging the OCAST if people want to join for podcasting. Um, gotcha. So they'll hear that. But so pretend like I'm pretending like they've already heard it. Um, if you, if you're interested in doing a podcast, just um, reach out to Levi through um, even just reach out to him on Instagram. Um, you can go to the Ocali's website and go through it through there. Um, Levi has put a big focus on expanding the OCAS problem. That is yes. something that he has prioritized. And he's done yeah. a great job with. Uh, he got us involved. Yep. So he got a journalism major and a civil engineer to do it. So um, you, anybody could definitely have a podcast. So <laughs> I mean, literally, uh, how Cal and I got started is we were sitting together um, during our lunch break at work one day, and I said, "Hey, do you want to do a podcast?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure." We are basically monkeys with keyboards. So yeah. so definitely, um, if you want to do a podcast, yeah. give Levi a shout. He'd love to have you. Yeah. So yeah, with that, guys, thank you so much. Uh, for tuning in this week um make sure you tune in next week um yeah. will we have a guest i don't know um will we That's have a mis- will we have a mystery yes um will cal still be better than percy who knows obviously will you all be staying frosty <laughs> yes <laughs> you know percy kind of sounded like a simp i ain't gonna cap it yeah percy, percy was kind of a simp um <laughs> But yeah, guys, um, thank you for tuning in. See you next week. Stay frosty. Stay frosty. Hasta la vista. Hasta la vista, baby.